Shall we discuss whether or not we're going to do another James Patterson? Patterson. Because there is that Christmas one. Is it out already? This year, while we're enjoying the warmth of Christmas, the Women's Murder Club will be out in the cold chasing killers. About a women's crime club. The Women's Murder Club is back. Read 19th Christmas. Should we actually read it? Well, I've come up with an ingenious idea that I'm going to call James Patterson Bingo. Merry 19th Christmas, ladies. I'm pretty sure I came up with that idea. Okay, new series. New series. But it's always the season for a (laughs) Christmas James Patterson novel. Ho, ho, ho. Did you think we were going to stop going through this novel? We're We're not going to stop stop. until it's done. We're going to meet... Um, belligerent content production with belligerent content production. By talking about... Out-Pattersoning the Patterson. Because <laughs> his entire business model is built on just putting out a new book every month. Yeah. But if we just root it in the one book and just really focus on it, then the yeah. whole thing falls, falls apart. Falls apart, yeah. We are paying much more care and attention to this novel than he ever would. And therein lies the genius of this premise. I'm, I'm going to make the assertion that nobody before or since us has ever put this much thought into this book taking a patterson this seriously well i mean we are not actually taking it seriously we're just wasting our time and yours and, <laughs> and the listeners but hopefully another an, another world assertion i think we're going to spend more time dissecting this than patterson, patterson did. did right sure here. yeah yeah or is it maxine petro who knows? There's so many fucking names, I can't even remember the ones on the cover. It's only James Patterson. We name. said we were going to look up the members of the, wom- the Women's Crime Club, and we didn't do it. And we didn't. We got carried away with the time machine and all, all the um, much more important stuff. But after today... <laughs> <laughs> after today, we'll be back to the level of professionalism and No, I, th- I think actually maybe it's... For. I mean, um, full, con- full disclosure, I have had to listen back to a couple. I mean, I had to edit them, mm-hmm. but I... I listen to them more than i would usually editing because i was like, all right okay it's that number because I, uh, yeah i have to get the chapter numbers yeah. for one thing but i also just try and remember names conklin is really the only one that r- i remember yeah. and you're a you you're an uncle now so there's one more name that you have to remember in your life that yeah oh i've forgotten hers <laughs> i only remember conklin i hope she's called conklin <laughs> <laughs> my little niece conklin <laughs> Well, it's 50-50. 50-50, Conklin or something else. Conklin or, oh yeah, something like that. Right. Um, Shall we, we do a random number generator? If you can be uh, Mr... Mr. Numbers. Do you want a superhero name, like the Geronimo? Geronimo? Oh. The number genero- Ger- Geronimo? I don't, I, d- I don't know if that's relevant to our... So what, what well, it's like generator, isn't it? So it's, it's, it's just 1 to 100, isn't it? It's 1 to 100. I've got a list here of the ones we've already done. Boom. Have we done 28? We have not done 28, we've done 29 though. 28 it is. 29, just because maybe I should remind you of the one we're closest to, was um, a memorable one actually. It's almost the only one I actually remember. It's the one where we got lost in the prison. It is. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only one I remember. It's obviously obviously (laughs) the only one we were into. So we're going to find out what steps he took to get into that prison before he got lost. Exactly, yeah. Someone got shot last week though, didn't they? I want to know more about that. Yeah, someone got shot getting out of a car. It was very anticlimactic. No, someone got shot while they were standing outside of a car talking to two people in a car. And didn't he say something like... Um, I'm fine, and then passed out. I'm fine, don't worry, and then, yeah, <laughs> died. <laughs> okay, so um, 
Here we go again. Here we go. This time we're on chapter this time 28. It's personal. Now, this is a character who's been flirting around the edges, and I keep saying, I think she's a member of the club. Is she the journalist? Yuki. 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 Yeah. Is, she a, is she a police? I don't know. Okay. I think we've just heard her mentioned. I'm not even sure if we've had a chapter with her. Okay, here we go. So this, this is a Yuki chapter. This is apparently a Yuki chapter. Do, do, do the chapters do that Game of Thrones thing where it tells you what character they're? No, well, that would be a really That would helpful, be really useful. Yeah. <laughs> All right, chapter 28. Yuki got into Zach's old baby blue BMW. Ooh. Oh, Zach. Zach with the... Zach but with it's the old. Car. Oh, it means yeah. it has been. He got it just before he went... He James went, Patterson. He went into the prison. <laughs> <laughs> Back in 1967. Yeah. And they took off towards County Jail Number 5 oh, in San Bruno. I've been waiting for this for so long. It's just going to be the fucking drive to the prison, isn't it? <laughs> what, how... They how passed a series of grey, nondescript buildings. How many chapters of this book have taken place in a car driving somewhere? Because I think it's been about half of them at least. At least half. She hadn't seen him in a year and she was struck by how much he'd changed. <laughs> he had a tear tattoo. <laughs> he had, a, he had, um, he had um, St. Basil's Cathedral tattooed on his back. He was covered in shank scars. She hadn't seen him in a year and was struck by how much he'd changed. He had a pierced ear and a bunch of string bracelets. Ooh. And he'd swapped his cords for camel hair and camel hair for denim. Oh, so he's a bad boy now. Yeah, his longish hair needed a cut. Oh, he's a bad boy. Longish hair, read bad boy. Bad boy. He saw her looking at his attire and smiled. My ah, day I see off. it's having the effect. <laughs> my, my stylist said it would. My day off, he said. <laughs> Does that mean he, he grows his hair <laughs> on his days off? <laughs> I never cut my hair on my days off. I just let it grow, <laughs> grow it all day. Grows up to three feet. You look younger, she said, meaning it. Oh, nice. Um, does, does, do we take that to mean that she often says that and doesn't mean it? Just says, says things she doesn't mean. Yeah. Your dri- the drive was a great opportunity for Yuki to catch up with her old friend. She told Zach about her most recent case. I believe the victim... Please, please. She must be, yeah. Or unless, unless it's going to be like the flu. I believe the victim, but he lied to me from the moment we met. Hmm. So hmm. not a very good. Not a very good case. Zach commiserated and shared with her what he called his extremely rotten year. Okay, uh. down on his luck. Lost in prison. <laughs> not only had Zach lost more cases than he had won. He'd also lost himself. Well, yeah, but his wife had filed for a separation. Because she couldn't find him. <laughs> she, d- she didn't file for a separation. She just pointed it out. <laughs> Then Mike Stoddard, the mega-rich donor who kept the Defence League's lights on, had died at the age of 52. Wow. Should we try and rip that apart? Who kept the Defence League's lights on? So I guess his boss? Well, I think it sounds his like... His donor. Th- I think the way it works in America is different because I think defence attorneys are looked on in a very negative light. Right. They're either defending criminals or they're defending people they don't want to defend. Right. And there's not a lot of money in it. So I think that the, proce- the prosecution will always be from federal or there'll be sort of business attack lawyers. Mm-hmm. So I think, in, in media at least, defense attorneys are always portrayed as either noble or crooked. Yeah. Nowhere in between. And if they're noble, the lights are off. The lights are off because yeah. they're not making any money. It was so sudden, Zach said. Mike was such a good friend to us. I'll miss him, and not just for the money. He kept me fighting the good fight. Good fight. Yeah. So he's, 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 he's a noble, down-on-his-luck attorney. He just does it for the cause. Yeah. Nailed him. But surely he provided for the Defence League in his will. Nope. He just never expected to have a massive coronary. Can I just say, sorry, that in a book supposedly about the Women's Crime Club, 
this chapter is literally just going to be one of our <laughs> female characters listening to a Man- male character talk, talk about, about himself. M- Manny misses. <laughs> Fuck's sake. A few moments of silence ensued. Then Yuki said, Zach, you okay? Will you be able to keep the Defense League going? Does she care? I'm fine, really. Oh, stoic. Enough about me, Yuki-san. Oh, oh. That's, yeah, dash. Well, if you have longish hair, you can start using sort of ethnic um, <laughs> patronomics, can't you? He's actually, he's, he's been off, he's been off practicing um, Bushido sword stuff. Yeah, in he's the just come back down year. from the mountains and he's dead him. <laughs> it's what I do every day on my day off. Go up to the, the mountains, mountains and grow my hair. Yuki-san. Tell me more about Eduardo Varela. Here we go. Here we go. Fucking finally. This was the misguided accent episode, remember? Yes. Yeah. Yuki was <laughs> glad to get into it. <laughs> I'm glad that's what we've called it. Yuki was glad to get into it. According to Cindy, she explained, Eduardo was a hardworking, undocumented immigrant with a family who had been arrested for going 10 miles over the speed limit and driving with a fake license. The family? The whole family arrested? I thought he was arrested because he, he saw someone with their brains out and he just left walked them. past it yeah maybe, maybe, maybe they got the rest of the family on speeding charges and the rest of the family <laughs> was speeding away i'd arrest the family for that then he claimed that he then he claimed that he'd been falsely charged with murder there we go here we go eduardo's friends and family would all testify that he's innocent she said and now that he's got the indomitable cindy thomas of the san francisco chronicle on his side this is oh, who sorry. we were so, when she was doing her research about Mexican holiday customs, yeah. his family will have reached out and said, help us get our Correct. father out of jail. Yes. And what was the um, festival that she was particularly... It was the Christmas oh, festival, wasn't it? F- La Padita, something like that. Something like that. I can't fucking remember. Um, and now... Sorry, I said that wrong. And now he's got the indomitable Cindy Thomas of the San Francisco Chronicle on his side. If you take, if you take the case, his odds of acquittal zoom from no freaking way to maybe a shot. This lawyer speak is really dense, isn't it? It is. There's some real legal terminology here. Nice of you to say so, Zach said. We'll have to see. I'll have to cut my hair. <laughs> He's definitely going to cut his hair before the last like. He's going to do like a transformation sequence. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be like Bell before the ball. Of course, Zach was right to reserve judgment. He was a good as gold person, a terrific lawyer and a busy one. I don't want to hear any more about <laughs> I want to know who Yuki is. And a terrific person. Oh, because he's oh, terif- oh, no, a terrific lawyer and a busy one. But she had taken a chance by asking him to look into this sad and likely hopeless case a couple of days before Christmas. Her pitch to Zach was based only on Cindy's enthusiasm and gut instinct. Of course, in Yuki's humble opinion, Cindy was right about 90% of the time. She was an investigative, uh, investigative reporter. Her instinct was always supported by research. That's why they put her in the home section in the newspaper, do you remember? <laughs> was it lifestyle or something? Something, yeah. Maria Varela had given Cindy a fat packet of letters from Eduardo, oh, along fat. with gigabytes of gigabytes. family photos. We're on terabytes now, James. Catch up. But gigabytes of family photos, that's a lot. thousands and thousands of photos, isn't it? Do you have, will you have to sit through them in a kind of like holiday photo <laughs> slideshow situation? No, and this is us on the beach. They're all just described by Conklin. That's going to be the next. I don't think we've had any chapters between like 20 and 40. We don't know it. They're not just looking at the photos for 20 chapters. Yeah. Um, Cindy had met their kids individually and privately. She had also paid a call on Eduardo's employer at the Stop and Shop gas station and convenience store where he had worked for years. I thought he worked at a garage. Yeah, gas station. I thought gas station was just a petrol station. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe. Okay. Yeah. There was a small sample, but according to Cindy, they were all on Team Eduardo and of the same mind. They're going to get uniforms. Eduardo could never have shot anyone. 
at the end oh. of the chapter. Yeah, we haven't even met him yet. Cindy was sold, and despite Yuki's loyally reservations, she was on the Varela train. We have met him. We, we no, we meet him in the next chapter. Okay, cool. Um, she was on the Varela train and looking to get Zach on it too. So there's Team, team Eduardo and, and the, the Varela, Varela train. train. <laughs> and they're going to fight it out <laughs> for who gets to represent him. A half hour after leaving this, the hall, Zach and Yuki cleared the security systems at San Bruno and were brought to a small interview room. They had just taken seats when the door opened again and two jail guards escorted an unchained 48-year-old Mexican in an orange jumpsuit and flip-flops into the room. Now, do you think you can just tell all of that information? The age of a Mexican. More than you can anyone else. Judging from his blackened eyes, swollen nose, and stitches above his right eyebrow, Yuki surmised he'd recently taken a beating. Oh, cool. This is something. Her powers of detection are great. This is something I hate. Mm. In that police brutality and prison environment is just assumed. (laughs) Like, oh, you're going to prison now. That means you're going to get raped and beaten up. And that's a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Yuki introduced herself and Zack explained who they were and why they had come. You're a Christmas gift from my wife, Varela said, shaking his head. I swear to God. But this, this was 20 years ago, Zack. You've been lost wandering the prison. <laughs> I know you, Block C. <laughs> uh, then to Zack, but, but if you're going to be my lawyer, I have no money. Zack said, I'll decide if I'm taking Me your neither. case after we talk, <laughs> Mr. Varela. Eduardo, please. Eduardo, said Zack. We've got only 15 minutes. Tell me about the murder. We, oh, I, sorry, I, I called this from the word go, which is this was just going to be Yuki spectating Zach, talking about men, talking to men, yep. and we learned nothing about her. Two tragic men, Two Eduardo tragic men. and the co- coronary guy. Who, did we really need to hear about that? No. No. Um, it's one of our main characters. We don't know anything about her. Yeah. And also, just as a general thing, I can't think of a chapter where a, a, a woman has been the main character. Conklin, this, Charlie Clapper, this book, Zach Jordan. This book has not passed the Bechdel test yet. Oh, no, I mean, I, you keep saying that. Like, it's never going to. I'm, like, I'm waiting for it. It's got the fucking Women's Crime Club. <laughs> it's the women, Women's Murder Club, isn't it? Yeah, Women's Murder it's Club. Women's Murder Club. That's <laughs> such a grim title. I hate it. Ladies Kill Club. Ladies Kill The Ladies Kill Corner. I think... <laughs> I've made this point earlier. These are all police professionals. It's not a club. <laughs> Do you want to see my badge? I'm Murder Club. I'm Murder Club. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Okay, um, chapter 28. How are we going to sum this up to remind ourselves or um, tell the story? It's got to be something about longish hair, I feel. I just want to talk about Zach wanking himself off for an entire chapter. Well, bear in mind in the next one, um, we have Zach Jordan name-checked. So let's not name him. Okay. Think about how it's going to read in order. So maybe... A, a, like a longish-haired traveller comes down from the mountains, something <laughs> like that, just to set up the next chapter. The last samurai returns from the mountains. Yeah, okay, let's do that. Uh, actually, let's not have a the, because too many of them start with the. Okay, well then let's say um, long, long-haired denim, lo- long-haired denim and string bracelets. It's his day like off. the start of a um, country song. <laughs> long hair, <laughs> denim trousers. Um, long-haired denim trousers, string bracelets, comma, it's his day off. Denim trousers... We can just call them jeans for fuck's sake. <laughs> Long hair, jeans, and string bracelets. It's my day off. <laughs> cool. Should we generate a new chapter? We den- That's a nice, nice quick one. I, I like the um, implication there that we're actually generating these with an AI. James well, you said that in one of the first ones that this does read like it's written by AI. It's 100% I, written by an AI. I'm completely convinced. Um, have we done 64? 
Let me check. I think we've done 160. We've done 61 and 67, but not 64. That's Excellent. another good one to pick. Um, okay, so 61 was Hanging Treeside. That was the uh, Grandma Boxing one. <laughs> so that was, that's before this. So, oh, so it's probably Christmas Day right now. Because Hanging Treeside was either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. That's true. I think it's Christmas Eve. Okay. And then 60, the, the one on the other side is, um, oh, no, it was Christmas Day. Okay. It is the Conklin Stakeout on the VR. Okay, so we're between her being told that something's happening and them going on the stakeout. Yeah, if it helps, our summary of that chapter, which I think was the first one we read, was <laughs> on Christmas Day in the morning, Juliet Lambert has wanked himself to death. <laughs> but who's that on the phone, Linz? <laughs> we need to make him tight shorter. <laughs> Well, that, that was our first one. We didn't know what we were doing. We, were, we were young and young and mad. My favourite so far still is the lemon walks. <laughs> I can't remember what that was about. I, know, I can't remember what that means, but it, it just makes me laugh. Um, right, chapter 64. Imogene Lomachenko. Oh, Lomachenko. Wife of Loman. Loman. Of course, the villain is a man. Willie Loman. Lomachenko, <laughs> yeah. the guy who they got a really unflattering photo of his paunch outside an ATM. Oh, yeah. It, no, it was the um, non-descriptive one that was actually incredibly descriptive. It was and like a, a vague, undecipherable CCTV. And, of a and they got his name off of a, a username in a game. That's right. Yeah. And they thought it was Lemon. lemon. That's why we got That's to Lemon Walks. Yeah. Imogene Lomachenko was a Christmas baby. Today was her day. No, nah, it's Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas Day. Willie, Imogene... Imogene's brother Stan and Are his, we getting a his chapter from the villain's point yeah, of view. I think we might be. His wife Gina and their two kids watched Goldfinger on the widescreen TV over the gas fireplace. Oh. Goldfinger's so Goldfinger's the one with the they break into Fort Knox. Yes. And the villain dies by the James blows out a window on the plane and he gets sucked through a Correct. tiny airplane window. Auric Goldfinger, yeah. That's really good watching for a whole bunch of kids on Christmas. It is. I wish we were watching Goldfinger and not <laughs> reading, reading James Patterson. <laughs> Stockings were hung. The tree glinted with lights and was draped with a garland of birthday cards. The stove's timer pinged. Bing. Imogene jumped up. Oh, yeah, by the way, if you do want to add in sort Sound of effects. Um, foley, foley effects, work, yeah. please do some foley work on the, on the sidelines. Imogene jumped up from her cosy chair and said... I sure hope that big butterball is done. It had better be. That's not a nice way to talk about your dad. We know he's got a big punch. Butterball? Is that a Christmas Butterball. I honestly thought... Who's going to carve the butterball? I honestly thought butterball was just an insult. I didn't think it was natural food. Then the doorbell rang. Ten-year-old Gordo ran to the door and shouted, It's Dr. Gadgets! Wow! Oh, wow! Is that like Inspector Gadget? Yeah, but it's his doctor. Oh, he's he's, he's done a he's done a he's done a PhD. Yeah, it's Inspector Gadget after his PhD. <laughs> it's Doctor Gadgets now. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll like you to remember it. Dick Russell wearing a Santa hat. <laughs> his name is not Dick Russell. <laughs> Dick Russell. <laughs> How many men's names are we going to get? I suppose we've got Imogene this chapter. Dick 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 Russell is Dick Russell. Russell in your dick is just wanking, <laughs> and he's wearing a Santa hat. And, and nothing else. Dick Russell wearing a Santa <laughs> nothing else. and gripping two large boxes <laughs> entered the room with a big ho, ho, ho. <laughs> What's he gripping them with? <laughs> Why is he calling himself Dr. Gadget? <laughs> Why has the Christmas paedophile just been let in? Are you kids excited about it? Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> 
Oh, I just hope the butterball's done. <laughs> Bing. The kids hustled him over to the... They hustled Dick Russell over to the tree where Willie... <laughs> the hustling of Dick Russell. <laughs> Adam, I mean, this is, this is beyond parody. Listen to this. The kids hustled him over to the tree where Willie relieved Dick of his gifts. <laughs> no, that and can't be what it says. Imogene brought him a hot drink with a candy cane stirrer. How are we supposed to write one sentence about this? Willie has relieved Dick. Okay. Oh, no. Willie has relieved Dick, a.k.a. Dr. Gadget, <laughs> the Christmas pedophile. Full name Dick Russell. <laughs> What's rustling in my box, kids? Oh, oh. After small talk with Willie's in-laws, Santa told the kids, on your marks, get set, go. Get Open set, your presents. Russell. The boys lunged for the gifts, ripped off the paper, and screamed when they <laughs> saw <laughs> and saw the pictures on the boxes. This is the best one we've done yet. Is it Black Star VR? No. Oh, that was a serious answer. Okay, what is it? Um, open your presents. The boys lunged for the gifts, screamed. Drones. We've got drones. Because <laughs> it's another like topical thing. People are into drones now. Okay. So James Patterson isn't old and outdated. No, he's just Googled what kids like. All kids like a Santa called Dick Russell to come round and <laughs> deliver them a drone. After the women dressed the children in coats and scarves and Dick shepherded them outside with their new toys, Willie went upstairs to, <laughs> to the spare bedroom he used as his den. His den? While keeping an eye on the football game, he polished the plan for the first day of the rest of his life. Willie had not yet told Imogene that this would be the Lemonchenko's last Christmas on Avila Street. He was protecting them both, and he certainly didn't want to give her anything to worry about while the job was in progress. So this is him working on his heist, right? Sure. Um, What's he heisting? He's heisting Black Star VR. Yeah, for some reason. Do we know what he's trying to actually... No, we don't know what he's trying to get. (laughs) I'm assuming it's probably something really boring, like user information. It's not cash, is it? Yeah, it's stuff. Yeah, there's a, there's a big sticker outside Black Star VR that says no cash, no cash on, on these premises. premises. Just virtual cash. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe James Patterson's read something about Bitcoin. Yeah, oh God, I wouldn't be surprised if Bitcoin crops up. <laughs> um, Willie had not yet... Oh, sorry, I've already done that bit. Um, tomorrow at this time, he'd call and say they were off on a surprise birthday vacation and she should to meet Black him Star at the airport. Yeah. Oh, but they, they arrest him at the airport. That's true. She'd say, we can't afford a vacation, Willie. He'd say, yes, we can, honey. Do not worry. You have to leave now. I've got your passport. Bring a couple of pieces of jewellery, your favourite ones. Oh, she, so she'd have nothing to worry about by that. That's all no, quite that's, normal. If I, if I was surprised with a holiday mm. and they'd say, you've got to go now yeah. and bring two of your <laughs> most <laughs> valuable pieces of jewellery. Bring two pieces of jewellery and nothing else. <laughs> and don't, definitely don't tell Dr. Gadget. We're leaving at the dead of night. Bring your passport <laughs> and two pieces of jewellery. We will use these to trade our way across the river. <laughs> Everything is fine. This is a surprise holiday. The bargeman requires his silver, darling. <laughs> we must barter our way across. He would tell her how important it was that she pack only an overnight bag and a sweater for the plane. She couldn't say anything to anyone. That meant she couldn't tell Valerie next door, Carmen, who did her hair, especially, or especially her sister-in-law, Gina. <clears throat> okay. okay, so Gina is his sister. Yes. Imogene was a good wife and partner. He planned to tell her on the airplane how much he loved her and how grateful he was for her loyalty and trust all these years that he'd been looking around his sample case, making just enough to get by. Because he was was a door-to-door salesman, salesman, yeah. 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 Salesman called Willie Lohman. Fucking unbelievable. 
He'd tell her that he'd been making plans for their golden years all along, that she could trust him now, that this was a critical now. juncture, a turning point in their lives. This is such... Um, this is this is so... St- I mean, I'm almost offended. Um, this is sexist. This is incredibly sexist. That men just plan these things and don't talk to their partners. And everybody's behind the scenes, low-level stress about the rest of their lives. And yeah. then he's just like, well, you don't have to worry about that all the time. I had £300,000 in a bank account to take you on holiday. I'm going to make a five-year plan, not tell you anything about it, and then on the plane... Because that's what men do. We don't communicate. I'm so, so offended. This is... I knew. Well, this is, this, 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 this is our second chapter in a row about the, the Women's Murder Club talking about the flaws of men the flaws of men um god willie fucking loman has, has, he, has he just read the one you just read the one steinbeck there i think he's just read the one it's uh arthur miller arthur miller sorry but he's read he's read the poster he's read the po- <laughs> she would panic of course and maybe get mad when she realized that they were leaving san francisco for good there was a chance she threatened to get on a return flight as soon as the plane landed but she wouldn't make a scene in first class <laughs> oh my god <laughs> This one's been a roller coaster. By her silence, yeah. Willie would have about eight hours to paint a picture of upcoming sunny skies forever. That is such a weird sentence. What happens to the kids? I think they're coming. Okay. Or maybe he'd tell her the whole truth, that if he didn't leave now, he would get caught, convicted, and sentenced to life without parole. If she saw him again, it would would be through a sheet of plexiglass, and uh, it would be that way until death did them part. Well, plexiglass has already done them part, hasn't it? (laughs) Um, till plexiglass t- does his part. Till plexiglass <laughs> does his part. Um, if telling her that it, if telling her that that didn't work, well, he sincerely hoped he wouldn't have to hurt her. Oh, he's a bad one. Oh, he's a bad one. Willie banished these thoughts and calmed his mind. No, Willie, don't think about it, Willie. Be quiet, Willie. Get back in your den, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Go and play with Doctor Jack Gadgets, Willie. <laughs> What's that rustling in your den, Willie? Oh, it's Dick. Dick Russell. Dick Russell. (laughs) The worst thing is that sentence made complete sense in the context of this book. Yeah. He'd he'd been smart and careful and thorough. It was all going to be good. He stood up from the worn brown sofa and looked out the window to the backyard, where Dick was getting the swing and the bird feeders out of the way of the drones. His nephews and his partner in crime were having an unforgettable Christmas. He took a mental picture. Then he got ready to go. Is his partner in crime Dr. Gadgets? Is he on, on the heist? Yeah, I guess so. I guess Dr. Gadgets... If he is a Dr. Gadgets, then he maybe knows stuff about He's like VR. a safe cracker or a... Maybe they're using drones to like do some surveillance. I'm fucking... Oh my God, drones are going to come into this again. Maybe they? the kids' drones are going to get investigated and they're going to find all the stuff Footage like left and, on it. Oh my God. Perfect cover. Give the drones to kids. They've actually got loads of Black Star VR stuff on them. I can just, there's so many ways that this could go, and they're all fucking they're terrible. They're all shite, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> so that was 64. How, I mean, I we're almost got like a feast of ways to sum this one up. Doctor, no, 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 Doctor Gadgets. No, it's got to be. Um, it's got to be Dick Russell, hasn't it? Willie, Willie unloads. Willie relieves Dick. Willie relieves Dick. Dick Russell. Willie relieves Dick Russell. AKA. Dr. Gadgets. Dr. Gadgets. Okay. And then retires to his den. <laughs> Let's keep it short. Willie relieves Dick Russell, a.k.a. Dr. Gadgets. Okay, one more. Okay, have we got number 52? 52, 52. Have we got 52? We're actually going to start talking like bingo people. Um, we have done vi- uh, 52, actually. Two snakes, 52. Okay, next one. VR shit contacting a teenage hacker, I vote. 
That's the one where we find out where Willie Loman's Lomachenko's oh, name. And that is the one with the summary, The Lemon Walks. Yep. Uh, number 37. Have we done 37? 37. I don't think we've done any 30s. They've been looking at the holiday pictures for the last 10 chapters. <laughs> <laughs> yep, no, we haven't done 37. Let's do 37. So this is, um, we haven't done any close to this, so I'm not even going to bother. Yeah, the closest one is 29, so that's not going to help. Okay. Um, oh. What have we got? The first word makes me smile. <laughs> Willie. Conklin and I <laughs> had parked our cars on Harriet Street, convenient to the hall's rear entrance, half a block off Bryant. It was seven-ish when I said goodnight to Richie under the overpass. We hugged, patted each other's backs, and got into our respective cars. Lots of backpacking. There's a lot of respective cars, isn't there? In 20 minutes, tops, I'd be home. Home. A beautiful world. Word. Calling up clean clothes, hugs and kisses, shared news of the day over dinner, and then... Blessed sleep. Blessed, blessed sleep. Um, as Richie drove off, I realised I hadn't asked what he'd gotten Cindy for Christmas. Shit. Ah, Cindy okay. the journalist. Cindy, Cindy the journalist. So uh, is it Richie Conklin? Richie Conklin? Conklin and I parked our cars. I said, it was seven-ish when I said goodnight to Richie. Don't know. Richie could be someone else. We still have no idea what gender Conklin is. True. <laughs> Or even species. Or, <laughs> I've, I've imagined it was a sentient conquer this entire time. I don't know about you. A bi- I'm just imagining a big giant nose <laughs> with cartoon legs. Um, as Richie drove off, I realised I hadn't asked what he'd gotten Cindy for Christmas. Our shopping trip to, um, I don't know, some Mexican contacts. She Maybe? loves those. <laughs> Our shopping trip to Union Square had careened off the rails. Oh, that's an Aberdeen. <laughs> when Julian Lambert ran past us shouting, Merry Flipping Christmas! Julian Lambert? Yeah, that was the guy who pushed the old guy over. Yeah. Had it only been 60 hours ago, and now he was dead. <laughs> Have we read about Julian Lambert dying? It's a familiar name. I don't know if they're dead or not. First chapter we did. Julian Lambert wanked himself to death. Oh, oh, so he must have died in that, I guess. Yeah, that's okay. So that's way later. Yeah, so this is, yeah. No, no way earlier. Way earlier, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh god <laughs> it felt safe-ish the last one yeah this is totally we're, we're off the deep we're end in the now. desert yeah <laughs> i called joe told him i was on my way all right joe i kissed at the phone <laughs> clicked off put my key in the ignition and turned it this is good i feel like what you just um did with your mouth is better writing <laughs> like the mouth <laughs> the <laughs> mouth noises <laughs> i'm making over yeah uh, over high. okay um the engine coughed. <coughs> I swore and tried to start her up again. <laughs> Fuck. I'm a fair auto mechanic in a pinch, but not without tools and in a dark alley. I mean, I'm not in a pinch. And, oh, God, God forbid I'm in a pinch. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine an actual mechanic saying that? I'm only good in a pinch. I called Joe back. Joe, I said, into my phone. My battery's dead. Car battery. Well, it's obviously not your phone battery, is it, you silly bitch? <laughs> oh, crap, he said. Stove malfunctioned. I don't know. The chicken is raw. It's fucking raw! Oh, do you see how cute and reversed it is? Joe is the husband. He's home making Christmas dinner and she's the having car trouble. The stove is malfunctioning because he doesn't know how to cook because she's a man. <laughs> and she doesn't know how to drive because she's a lady. This is some real surface level shit here, James. Yeah. I'll get a uniform to drive me home. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nobody's in that uniform. Yep. I'm going to ride a lab coat all the way home. I'm imagining the, um, imagining the autopilot from Airplane. Yeah. Uh, I can just pick up some noodles. Just stay in the car, he said. I heard him say, Jules, want to go for a ride? She screamed, no! 
No. I think that's one of the kids. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Jules was there in um, Boxing Day. Jules Verne. Grandma Boxing. Yeah. Yeah, Jules, Jules Verne. Verne Did she get box. some shit present, like a plate? <laughs> yeah. But it was something like that, and they were so excited about it. Yeah. But no, it was a fucking... Because um, they're so cute. It was not, It was one of those fucking um, fake like little cook stations. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Martha woofed along with her. Oof. Martha is the daughter who's breathing through a tube. Is she? No. <laughs> I think it's the dog. Okay. <laughs> Joe said, Lindsay, stay put. We're on the way. The entire expedition took an hour, including picking up the takeout noodle shop dinners. Takeout noodle shop? Takeout noodle. It's all hyphenated. Takeout noodle shop dinners. Julie cried in the car, and by the time we made it through the front door, she was having a full-fledged, all-about-me meltdown. Also do- all hyphenated. Is this a dog? Or is this a... No, that's Julie. Okay. She said no, so I don't think it's a dog. <laughs> could be a very smart dog. Like maybe you could. I think you can train a husky to go. To no. No. The dog that goes sausages. <laughs> what, do that again. Sausages. <laughs> and it's a cat that goes. Oh hi! I wish I could post the visual of that on Instagram. Sausages. <laughs> <laughs> is it a dog or is it just a guy in a costume? <laughs> That's a dog. Um, she didn't like the. Uh, do it, do it like different types of sausages, it goes for. Sausages. No, not sausages. No, he likes lawn. So he lamb sausages. Isn't <laughs> 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 it crazy? <laughs> we need to keep reading this. We're completely off track. She didn't like the Christmas tree. She wanted something different, and she didn't like me. Oh. Um, you're bad, mommy. What do you mean, bad? I asked her. She rolled onto her belly, kicked her feet, and cried. Joe looked at me and mouthed, I don't know. I said, Julie, this is our tree. I love it. If you don't, I'm sorry you're mad at me, but it's time for bed. No! Fuck, I hate this kid. Her favourite word. Joe said, yes. Would you like mac and cheese instead of the takeout noodles? No! These are almost like half, half as long as a page. This, really? Yeah. Can I, can I see? Oh my God, he's just padding out the letter count. Yep. Joe said, that's it then. He picked her up and headed, her, he headed with her to her room. And headed saying, her. <laughs> clear across the room. <laughs> headed her across the room. No, she's breathing through a tube. <laughs> um, <laughs> not another one, Joe. <laughs> We're running out of tubes. Oh, bit of comic Christmas child abuse. Yeah. Um, oh. This is that old, old grandma boxing skills resurfacing. He's a violent man. He picks her up and headed with her to her room, saying over his shoulder, Take a shower, Linz. I'll set the table. Wash yourself, woman. Wash, woman. Then we eat. (laughs) I poured wine for Joe and kibble for Martha. (laughs) I can't not picture her as a daughter. I locked up my gun, kicked off my shoes, and stripped off my clothes. (laughs) Are we in for some James Patterson bad erotic shower writing, perhaps? Perhaps, yeah. Can I have the noises for that? I locked up my gun, kicked off my shoes. Okay. And stripped (laughs) off my clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Standing under the shower felt like being reborn. The whole day dissolved under the hot spray. The staff meeting... Oh, this might be useful, actually. Oh. The staff meeting, the trip out to the De Young That's Museum... That's the first time you've ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we've been doing it too long. The staff meeting, the trip out to the De Young Museum... The De Young Museum. Which we haven't heard about. It's not the De Old Museum. And the talk with town. Carp and Jacoby. Carp? Carp. Not the K-A-R-P. The world according to Garp. <laughs> Carp and Jacoby. The security review of... Jacoby got shot. That's right, but later. Later. 
Um, the security review of Soigne. Soigne. And the certain feeling that I'd be hearing tomorrow that the gallery had been hit. So this was the there previous was heist about, target. Yeah, there was talk about the gallery, wasn't there? Yeah. But then it didn't. It, well, we don't know yet. Oh, okay. Because then I think, I think what's going to happen is the gallery heist will happen, and then the next heist is Black Star VR. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Joe was plating the beef and noodles when I reappeared in the kitchen and heard my phone calling me from the hallway. She has a very weird relationship with her phone. What's, she, what's, her, what's her ringtone, do you think? Um, woof, woof. <laughs> if it's Martha calling. <laughs> Um, or <laughs> if it's, uh, if it's anybody else, else. Yep. <laughs> that's the sound of a nose blowing whenever Conklin calls but it's like her phone is <laughs> it's, it's like her phone yeah, every time she picks up she goes uh, um, she makes a joke about being on the blower Conklin <laughs> takes on. it really badly move on quick um, she has a weird relationship with her phone She's all, she, she kissed at it <coughs> and then she, was, she had another it's like it's her it sidekick yeah um I heard my phone calling me from the hallway. Like a siren. <laughs> Joe said, no, Lindsay. No. Oh, it's Lindsay. Lindsay. Lindsay from the first chapter. Lindsay from the first chapter. No, Lindsay. No. Don't do it. Oh, I so Lin- th- this, this is Lindsay. Our character is called Lindsay. We know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, because we did. Cause but who's that on the phone, Lindsay? Who's that on the phone, Lindsay? The whole phone and Lindsay thing's coming together. Oh. Um, I got to the phone, glanced at the screen. Thank God. It wasn't Brady. That doesn't help it doesn't at all. doesn't mean anything to me. I called out to Joe. It's okay. It's Mrs. Rose. Also means nothing. means nothing to me. Joe said, I forgot to tell you, Mrs. Rose is stopping over tonight to drop off our gifts. This is what happens. Yes. What did we get her? Oh, my God. I said, Joe, I was doing Christmas shopping when that freaking crime happened in front of me. That freaking crime. That freaking crime. Um... I, th- I think she likes to stand on the top of her roof at night and There's just a look over the city and go, crime, freaking crime. Do, pl- do police officers call things they see that crime that I saw? That, that bloody old crime. I saw that crime. <laughs> <laughs> um, it will be okay. You can tell her that. The phone buzzed in my hand and I answered <laughs> laughing, Gloria, our stove malfunctioned. And I didn't get you anything for Christmas. <laughs> That's it. Oh. Dot, dot, dot. That's how it ends. That's how it ends. For fuck's sake, That's James. Chapter. That's not how you end a chapter. I glory our stove malfunctioned. Well, this is another... <laughs> that was a weird one. This is another dry-as-fuck chapter when literally nothing important happens. Lindsay and her family, we've realised, is the dull stuff. Another writer could have written all of the information in that chapter into a throwaway sentence. And then actually thrown it away, because we do not need it. We do not need that entire chapter. No. Um, I'm a bit stuck for how to sum this one up. Um... Well, we had, we, had, we had a lot of good stuff about him headbutting his daughter across the room. Uh, okay, yeah. Should we say... Um, <laughs> what's, his, what, what's his name? What's the husband's Joe. name? Joe. <laughs> Joe Cripple's another kid. But, we, but it's specifically his daughters that he's headbutted. <laughs> I think he, Joe headbutts another daughter. Joe headbutts another daughter. Okay, well, that's Joey another three um, chonked down. Chonked. Chonked. Conked. Conks on the head. Right, we are actually making a bit of progress. We are, I, I like the fact that now we can identify what points they're between and sort of understand what might be about to happen. I was going to say, this is the first one where it has actually felt like we knew something. We've, we've established enough waypoints to know roughly what's happening in the story at any given point. It's across three days. Yeah. So we can, if we know what day it's on, we kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah, or we would if it wasn't also across about 100 characters. Oh, fucking these names. So yeah. many names. He named the fucking... Lomachenko's kids. We yeah, yeah. Do you remember in the in the the really 
tedious one about someone sitting at a desk writing an article. We got the names of like her staff. I cannot fucking... Also, I can't believe he didn't name the, the two prison guards that brought in... <laughs> yeah, give them a little... It's David Shortstack. He's um, 87 <laughs> and is working off his retirement in the prison. It's Knob Jickle. <laughs> um. it's, it's Jimmy Jampans. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's a good one. Um, yeah. I'm not going to forget Dr. Gadgets anytime soon. <laughs> but we all wish we could. I'm so glad that's how Dr. Gadgets makes his entrance in our version. <laughs> You know, because he probably gets a much more boring one when he actually enters the story. But that's Dr. Gadget, the but Christmas paedophile. Entering w- naked apart from a hat, gripping two boxes. <laughs> and his name's... With Dick a totally Russell. unexplained nickname, yeah. Oh, all right. Stay safe out there. Don't get murdered. All right, next week we'll do another one. Till then. Oh. Fair <laughs>